Welcome to the AEC Marketing for Principals podcast. This show is designed as a conversation between sales and marketing principals to address trends, challenges, and best practices that are driving growth for professional service firms. Through our collection of discussions with subject matter experts, industry legends, and leaders, we aim to share thoughts and practical tips with our listeners that you can use for growing your AEC brands. Hosted by me, Katie Cash, Senior Vice President at Smartagies, the AEC growth consulting firm that's been developing smart business strategies for design and construction firms since 2008. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another special episode of the AEC Marketing for Principals podcast. You know me, your host, Katie Cash. And today I get to talk with one of my favorite people in the entire world, Ms. Tiffany Conningamp from Century Fire. And I love talking with Tiffany because she's just real and she gets to straddle the fence with a marketing team and an ops team and part of leadership and brings a lot to the table and to the discussion. And I always learn something from her. So Tiffany, thank you for participating in Smart Win this year and for taking time out of your afternoon to talk with me today and talk with our listeners. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, Katie. You're one of my favorite people especially in the AEC industry. Such a great resource. I'm excited to talk to the SmartWin folks about branding and mergers and acquisitions. I know that is a strategic area of growth for your firm at Century Fire. Y'all have continued to grow through acquisitions and you have very elegantly been able to bring different brands under your wing and shepherd them through that transition period. And you've got the scars that prove that it's not always easy, right? And there's a lot of emotions tangled up in those transactions and certainly lessons learned. If anybody's listening today that is starting on that journey, what's the first piece of advice you would give them? Yeah, right. Wear your boxing gloves. (laughs) Might be one, <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely a lot of scars, and I think that's just par for the course, especially in our industry where we're acquiring. Century has made quite a few acquisitions. I don't know if 10 or 11, I didn't count them out before I came to the call today. Over the last eight years, I guess, are actually 10 or 11, but I guess bring your boxing gloves. Yes, you have scars, and the reason I say that is because we're acquiring a a bunch of little companies that are like mom and pops, or it's a single owner and it's his baby and the company, he started it and he wants to pass it down to his family. Maybe that still is the plan, but they're partnering with Century. Maybe the plan changed. And the reason he partners with Century is because of the succession plan didn't go exactly as expected. With that becomes a lot of pride and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears making your business. So it's hard to brand to something else. So we like to handle that in a respectful manner, protect the investment. The companies that we acquire have quite a bit of brand equity in their local market. That's one of the reasons we're partnering with them, right? Active, yeah. Right. We want to celebrate that, but at the same time, have a plan to move to the Century brand. Most of the time, it's one year to three years. 
But along the way, it's the concept at first. Maybe it's like, okay, yeah, we know that's going to happen eventually. But when it gets down to brass tacks, it's hard and it's not always pretty. And so I guess that was the long way around to this short answer, which is if I had anything to say about the process to anyway, it does not happen the way I would like for it to happen or the way you would expect. We're not able to, like a bank, to all of a sudden turn the lights out and then the next day you roll up to the office and unveil all the new signage and stickers and everybody's wearing the right shirt and all the trucks are have the same brand on it. It doesn't happen that way. It's a lot messier. I hate to say lower your expectations, but as my company president often reminds me, we're not Nike. So take it easy and let this thing... (laughs) (laughs) let's let this thing play out. (laughs) Well, wise, wise wisdom there. And I think you're right. We're in the business of selling professional services. We're in the business of selling like intellectual trust of experience and know-how and solutions. And we're not a bank and we're not a company producing products that would just acquired a new patent. You are very much dealing with individuals. A lot of times when you're acquiring these firms, they've built their reputation for their company alongside building their personal reputation. And so you've got to untangle some of that. You've got to help equip them with what life better together looks like. And I know you've shared with me, you've got a, a continuation of Okay, on this side, we've got a conservative firm, a very proactive firm, and a very progressive firm. In some cases, you've got very sophisticated, technology-driven firms that you're working with. In other cases, you've shared with me, hey, I asked them about their CRM, and they gave me a trapper keeper of, like, (laughs) copies of business cards, like, photos of people, like, whatever it might be. And there's really two parts to, I think, the M&A journey. There's the courtship that happens that gets to the letter of intent and the transaction. You've got a little bit of a in-between period that I kind of call it like the silent phase, right? Where you're trying to get your ish together (laughs) internally and figure out what that timeline is going to look like and the priorities for integration. And then you've got the plan of what life looks like once you're together. And some of that looks differently from deal to deal. And certainly it's differently on how you communicate it internally and externally. And even when you look at the external parties, the message you might be sharing to the Century team and clientele is vastly different than the message you're going to be sending to the firm's contacts that you acquired. And so I think you're very, very smart in telling our listeners, hey, if you're going down this road, maybe don't lower your expectations, but be realistic <laughs> about it. And don't forget that we're buying human capital here. And you've got to give time for relationships that have a legacy behind them to find their new footings and to build some confidence in the new waves. Yeah. So maybe a better way to say it is it's definitely not a one size fits all. Yeah. And yeah, we're working with different strengths and weaknesses with each partnership. So I think one size fits all is the best way maybe to coin the phrase. But at the end of the day, the goal, I mean, the reason we were attracted to this partner or the company we're acquiring is they share a lot of the same values as we do. In fact, sometimes when we when first service acquired Century Fire Protection back in 2016, I looked as the acquisition was happening, I was looking at why they chose us and I looked at their core values and I looked at ours and 7 out of 10 of them were about the same. So, I think 
from the standpoint of branding too, the core values is really the main thing that we're trying to get on the same page with when we marry together the two companies. And I think it's really more, we kind of take that road first to make sure we have the same mission and vision and values and what are those values. And then we try to kind of sprinkle in more and more of the Century Fire brand and the Century Fire values. And I think that kind of is a process where the company we acquire sort of evolves and then eventually their Century Fire protection. So it's a cultural, obviously it always changes the culture, most likely when you do an acquisition, but the culture kind of evolves as the brand evolves. And I think that's really one of the most important parts. I think getting that right is is really important to you. I mean, when you think about it, your internal teams, your staff are the ones that are providing service to the customers. Having them all on the same page helps to build a consistent customer experience and helps with the recruitment. Kind of just goes full circle. And that's part of building a great brand. And I think you all have some core values that I feel like are easy to adopt, like value in relationships and thinking about doing the right thing. But then you've got other ones that it's a little bit of a learning curve when people are coming from certain environments to yours where you really do empower everybody at the firm, regardless of rank and title, to be able to take ownership in their ability to make things right and to do right by the client and to make decisions. And I know some of the past transactions we've worked through together, that was not the way leadership ran things. And every $5 nickel purchase needed to be approved. And y'all are much too big, right? I think that was the talking point from your leadership. Hey, listen, we're much too big to approve everything. We hire good people. This is the expectation. You are empowered to deliver on this. And I think you and your team, Tiffany, on the marketing communication side does a really good job at making sure you have evergreen, always on, however you want to describe it, internal communication to bring about the century family mindset and get everybody on the same page. Yeah, we do. To your point about the core values, sometimes like for one of them is do the right thing. And like you said, we empower people to make the right decisions and do the right thing for our customer. And that can be scary when you are partnered with a new company and you don't know exactly what the threshold of what do I have to get approval for besides just this dollar amount, right? We still let people take ownership. We still encourage them to do the right thing, even if it costs us something goes wrong on a project, we have to correct it. And those kind of things, sometimes, like you said, it maybe comes natural to do the right thing, but then it gets scary when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars to correct what might have gone wrong. And then the other is the marketing team here, the communications were very diligent, trying to be diligent about the internal and the external communications surrounding not as much the acquisition because they sort of operate, like you said, there's that kind of holding period where everybody's just trying to get their stuff together. But so not necessarily the acquisition, although we do communicate about that, but when it comes time to start co-branding and rebranding, we're very 
thoughtful about how we communicate to the employees of the company we're acquiring and how we try to educate them on the core values and let them know what Century's standard is and what our expectations are for how they behave and how they treat customers and how they treat each other. We really would like them to be engaged in the workplace and enjoy their work. Right. This is why you are a great panelist for our smart win conversation when we are together on the 28th and 29th and kind of talking in our room full of other principals and head marketers. I'm really excited because some things that you've shared with me today really about rallying around core values and getting alignment there. I think that's very similar to what your fellow panelists and Brandon from the Stratus team really tried to do when they were creating that platform that brought all these firms together kind of underneath a new banner is, hey, let's define the new us. Let's make sure we're all on the same page on what's important to us and that we can live on and deliver on every day. And then at the same time, you shared some other things about realizing the equity in the brands that you're acquiring and honoring those, but also with the foresight of, hey, in the future, it's an undetermined time. Maybe it's a year, maybe it's three years. We are going to roll this up. And I think that's very much what Eric and his team at Salas O'Brien have done through their acquisition strategy is looking at brands that are complementary, bringing them into the fold, but honoring their individual brands for a moment of time where they might still be XYZ company, a Salas O'Brien company or a division of, similar to how you've done at Century Fire. And so there's no one size fits all solution. And I think even if you have a playbook, there's always going to be that deal that comes from left field that doesn't fit the playbook. Right. And so don't try to force it. You've done that. <laughs> Yeah, and they're not branded a century yet, so <laughs> they're done that. We can't force a square peg in a round hole. That just does not work. That might be where instead of getting your boxing gloves, you pick your battles and <laughs> look at other things. So I'm so excited to have you with us for Smart Win 24 as we're looking at how we're going to leap into the future in this new era of professional services, marketing, and communications. Is there... Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today, Tiffany, before we wrap up and any way you'd like to tell them to, to get in touch with Century Fire or to learn more about you and your group? Sure. I think everyone needs to sign up now if they haven't already for Smart One 24. Smart One 23 was really good. And it'll be interesting to see how the conversation changed. Last year, a lot of the conversation was around recruiting and retention. And I think it's shifted, right? So anybody that's interested in growing their firm or solving the current challenges in the current marketplace, I think should come out. And then, yeah, Century Fire Protection is one of the leading fire protection companies in the Southeast. And you can learn more about us at centuryfp.com. Centuryfp is in fireprotection.com. And you should definitely check it out. Yeah, like uh, or subscribe. <laughs> like, subscribe, follow, all the things. Century Fire does a great job at Lunch and Learns for anybody that is needing CEUs related to fire protection and all things related there. So do, you gave me a plug for 2023, Smart Win. I'll give you a plug for your Lunch and Learn. <laughs> I forgot about our own webinars. Yes, duh. We have this. <laughs> <link>. <laughs> Thank you. 
You've got lots going on. No worries, friend. And so to all of our listeners, thanks for tuning in. This was just a quick snapshot of what we hope to share with everyone at SmartWin24, which is taking place in Atlanta, February 28th and 29th. A few more seats remain. Get yours today. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on some really great conversations and really great networking opportunities. And Tiffany, thanks again. I appreciate your time. Thank you. See you soon. AEC Marketing for Principals is presented by Smartagies, the AEC growth consulting firm that has been developing smart business strategies for design and construction firms since 2008. The show is hosted by me, Katie Cash, Senior VP at Smartagies. I would love to hear from you. If you have a question, a guest request, or a topic request for a future episode, send an email or a voice memo to podcast at smartagies.com. And if you're looking for past episodes, be sure to visit our podcast page at smartagies.com slash podcast. We hope you'll tell your friends and colleagues about our show and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Thanks for listening.